Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, John Miles and Kobe Peterson. Co- Kobe Peterson. What? I think that's Kobe Peterson's music. What? <laughs> I want to put like a stone cold glass shot or something there. No, but special guest, Mr. Zach. Thomas. Yeah, how's it going, guys? That's going to be hey, where buddy. the Stone Cold Glass hits and the there Stone Cold music comes in. And it's Zach's like, gonna be, yeah, he's got he's got beers in his hands. Yeah. He's going like, to clash him. It'll be great. Anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us, Zach. Uh, on yeah, today's show, to we're going to be recapping the commissioner debate. Uh, we'll do a little pinky deep into the future with John. And we give you our pinkies up and thumbs down uh, for these last couple of weeks. But first, hey, listen, you're you're listening right now. You're you're pretty moderate, or you're pretty uh, uh, loyal listener. Do us a favor and uh, share this show. Share share this show with your friends and your family and the people around you. Even if they're not around you, just share the show because we want to build listenership. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty fun show. Make an impact say. in Weber County. That's the whole point. No, we're having a good time. That's how we're doing. We want yeah, to mobilize all. folks to work for Zach Thomas and the Weber County Democrats <laughs> to get some more balanced government in this freaking state. Some tired Republicans not listening. Put the fear of God in them. I mean, no. sure. But also, no. this is we're a good just, show. This is we're also a kick back and have a good time. I'm not. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> uh, so after you've shared the show let's uh what what have you guys been doing i mean uh we've been off for a, a week because we had some planning issues a or planning things that happened what are you guys been doing? planning it's been two is yeah poor plan that's what it, I, that, those are the words i was looking for we're bad at planning <laughs> uh what have you guys been doing what's the hap haps yeah Dude. i mean Personally, I'm, you know, I'm excited for the election to be over. It's been a really uh, long year for everyone, and I'm just excited to, you know, get to election night. I think even more excited for the election to be over are all my friends that I keep asking to help put up yard signs almost every day. So, you know, I gotta bait them into helping with that, buy them food or something. But you know, I think everyone's excited yeah, it, for it to be done. Is it consuming your life? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. You know, whenever I get a free minute, I'm like, man, I could go put up some signs right now. So I think I am going to do that. Wow. Wow, <laughs> man. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, of course. You know, it's it's what I can do. I have, you know, the privilege to have time to do stuff like this. So, you know, I'm happy, happy to do it. Seriously, uh, that's awesome. So do you think just like, do you just pick random houses or do they call you to go out to their houses? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we sent out texts to all the Shut Democrats. Shut up, John. Don't laugh. No, no, no. I, it was a good question, actually. It reminded me of a story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, we sent out texts to all the Democrats in Weaver County asking if they want a sign uh, for any of our local Democrats. So we put those out. Uh, but then, yeah, a lot of it's just, you know, putting signs out in, in good visible areas. Try not to break too many, you know, yard sign codes in cities, but... Yeah, yeah. I, had a, I, I had a candidate remind me that the municipal law says that you can put it out in the yard strip in front, 
but you know it's not necessarily good politics to do that so so you can like go tell people you have to let me put this sign out front and uh <clears throat> i think somebody wanted me to do that i was i was very hesitant to do it oh, yeah we have what are you kobe into that. <laughs> kobe what have you been doing what's uh what have you been up to Dude, so I've been, I don't know if I've talked about this on this show, but I've been working on getting a license for, uh, to make Weber State apparel. And I am this close, dude. I really? finally got the agreement signed with Stone Mountain Press this week. Shout out to those nice. guys. Yeah, good yeah, people. They are. They, they're, the, they're the folks that run the Ogden Tea Room. They're the one that make all those cool, like vintage Ogden t shirts with like the Oaks logo or my Roy Hive t shirt I got from them. Uh, they, they just have it's all kinds of cool a- stuff. Just above twenty sixth and Adams, is that yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, uh, right yeah, yeah. So great folks, um, and so we're, we're going to be working with them. And oh, man, I cannot wait to get this license, dude. Because once we have it, we're gonna, I, we already got some designs that are ready to go to the press, and uh, we're going to be producing some really cool stuff. And then that's on cool. Saturday, I was at the mall, and uh, I went in and talked to the guys at Pro Image. Actually, the manager's a lady. And I was like, hey, you know, what's it take to get some stuff in the store? She's like, oh, email the owner. And I was like, freaking sweet. So we're working on some stuff, man. And I can't wait to make some nice. money. Dude, this is what this is what happens to everybody. Now you're going to be selling Weber apparel. <clears throat> and every time you ask a candidate to endorse Wear Weber Friday, it's going to be you promoting your business. And you're going to be just another crooked business owner trying <laughs> to get government money. <laughs> well, it's not it's not crooked if they're not elected yet. Wow. But you know what? Even if they are elected, I don't care. There, there's a vested interest in supporting Weber State in this community, and <laughs> oh I don't care God, if I yeah. make money. Hey, this hey, is this a business is, pitch now. This, this hey, is just you trying to sell shit. So if I hey. start a university, <laughs> let me start a university, and then and then you can start selling my university shirts. If your university doesn't suck, and I go there and get a degree, then yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> But your university probably sucks, so I'm not not going to do it. Whoa, I can whoa, I can wow. guarantee it sucks right now. Guarantee you, it's higher already than Trump University. Ooh, John, what have you been doing? It's all it takes, dude. I think this is my last week in this uh, ramshackle recording studio I've got. I think next week I'm going to be in my new studio. I'm excited. I got wood floors this week. I got paint this week. Ooh, getting trim. What about sheet soon. Oh, it's up. That's what we painted. Okay. So we put the paint on. Are you going to have like a nice studio, like with the padded walls and everything too? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a green screen in there. Oh, dude. And then John's going to do weird stuff with a green screen. Dude, <sighs> dude. You know what? It'll be better than him doing weird stuff just in that normal, like, uh, I don't know, dungeon looking area. You know what I just might do is do like live music Twitch streams. That might become a thing I do. We'll see. That. I'm actually Zach, that. you'll join me. Yep. I'll be Let's there. do it. You ever watch oh, those? Those are great. Yeah. We don't need to get yeah, out. They actually it. really, yeah, no, I, yeah. I hate John for saying that because, yeah, that's 100% true. I do watch those Twitch streamers. And speaking Damn. of that, if you've never watched Zach, Zach puts out these videos of him drumming and they're good. They're Especially good. early on in the quarantine, he was doing one a day and he just got. All over the place with those songs. Those were good things, buddy. Oh nice, man, Zach, we, we gotta yeah, have you do like a cover of something so that or just do like a sure thing. I take a song, quest. you and John. I could see that. <laughs> that no, great. I can't. I can't see us using it. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought you meant I can't uh, then, see John doing something. I, was like, yeah, oh, I do things. Oh. <laughs> I start things. Um, what have I been doing? I yeah, I haven't really been doing anything. We've just been at home. I watched AOC play Among Us. 
We've been doing that. We played a lot Did of Among Us. I was great. Uh, but but um, I guess my kids were saying that they're trying to hack the app or they have hacked the app or something um, because AOC started playing. Now there's like uh, some dude that, that tries to troll kids in the in the game to try to go visit his Trump website or something like that. I don't know. That's, that's annoying. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, oh, I, I heard that. Yeah. I heard it was the third most streamed you know Twitch of all time. Isn't so, that crazy? That's pretty cool. She's great. She rocks. She is great. Well, like, all right. Hey, so wait, you did watch it? Did she talk politics on there? Was she just BSing yeah. at the game? Yeah, yeah. They they talked politics. So they they played the game, but she was on for more than just the game, though. Oh, yeah. So like, I think she even talked, to, or she even was on with, hmm, or maybe that was a different stream. I watched the one where she played with like all the. Uh, do you guys know who Hassan is? Hassan from TYT. He was from TYT, but he's not yeah. there anymore. Hassan Piker, yeah. He's great. Piker, that's his last name. Yeah, dude, I yeah. love that guy. That yeah, guy's so great. Yeah, anyway, they, I, I watched the stream where they were playing together, right? Uh, Elon, AOC, him, and then like two other Twitch streamers. And then I think she had another one too. I thought she had another one where she was actually talking politics with actual like people on Twitch. So that was, that was cool. You guys haven't watched it? You guys got to watch it. I don't have time to watch Twitch, dude. All right. Well, speaking of things that nobody's probably watched, let's get into the commissioner debate. (laughs) (laughs) That was a solid (laughs) You know what? Sorry. It took took some digging to to find the link to to watch the the recap or to rewatch it, man. And speaking of that, do people have to go to the Walker Institute website to find it is that the only way we know i i, I think so that because we had to email karen thurber and karen thurber got us in contact with Leah murray at the walker institute she sent us over the link so it was a little bit tough we had to track it on because we couldn't find it it wasn't on youtube or facebook or anything like that so it was a little bit tough uh but we did which track so it down bizarre. which is well, why let's, let's our show is delayed our, a week let's put it on our facebook page tonight so that people have it okay yeah because like yeah if you want to watch it for yourself after we've recapped it here uh, we'll include the link on, on social media, whether that's in the Junction City Forum or just on our regular uh, Facebook feed. And you can watch it for yourself. It's about an hour and seven minutes. You can, I notice if you watch it on your laptop, you can watch it faster. If you watch it on your phone, you don't get that um, that feature. Because I watched it t- uh, 3X. 3X? 3X? What are you, a robot? Uh, you can understand. Yeah, All right. <laughs> you can understand. So, that. okay. Let's, uh, Kobe, set us up for the first, because uh, this happened, what, last week? Mm-hmm. It was between, uh, man, I keep wanting to call him Norm McDonald. It's not no. Norm McDonald. Alex. Alex, Alex. McDonald. Had Alex and, on the uh, show? So let's talk about the his their responses. The first one we have listed here is for affordable housing. So the thing that uh, I found was interesting is, and I noticed that this is sort of a trend throughout the debate, was people who asked questions, and it was about various aspects of life in Weber County. And I would say 70 to 75% of the time, Commissioner Harvey's answer was, that's not our job. Uh, almost all the time, that was like, well, it's not our job. And affordable housing was kind of one of those answers where he basically said, well, it's up to the cities and the cities are the ones that need to take it on and blah, blah, blah. So it's not really our job. And then, uh, you know, Alex had some response about, uh, he talked about how the the commission, and I think this was also a theme with Alex's answers, was that while this may not necessarily be under the direct purview of the commission, it's something where the commission can help be a partner 
and bring folks together and try and solve issues, even though it's not necessarily something that they are directly over. You know, like they're not necessarily over zoning in Ogden City. That's not their job. You know, the planning commission and the city council are over those things. And so the answers were basically Commissioner Harvey said, well, it's not really our job and, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. And Alex had a couple of things like, well, we could be a good partner, but also, you know, maybe we should partner with businesses and kind of, you know, encourage them to build housing for their folks. Like, for example, my mom works for a local aerospace uh, company and she does a lot of the, they bring a lot of folks out from out of state and they'll work here for six months or a year. And so she will contract with, um, apartment complexes or houses nearby so that those folks have a place to live when they get here and all that stuff. And so it would kind of behoove, you know, the, the county could play this role where they could say, Hey, well, why don't you, why don't you just like build your own little complex there, save yourself all this rent money, build your own complex. And then you have that asset. And then that, that puts another uh, housing unit back on the market for a Weber County resident instead of bringing somebody in from elsewhere and having them, live in, a, in an apartment that is needed. Well, yeah. So going to what you were saying about his answer that it's these other government entities job, like it's so frustrating, like you're going to have overlapping government agencies. That's just the way that the government is designed. So to say that only the city can solve affordable housing, it's just a ludicrous thing. Like it just means that the county is not doing what they could be doing. I feel like he pointed out that there are all of these developments going in. They are trying to make these, he pointed out, I mean, there's a whole bunch of two bedroom apartments going in that are around $200,000, which I mean, maybe that's considered affordable housing now. I don't know. Is it? But that's an answer. That's an answer. It's an answer. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you though, John, like I hate that, that whole, it's that whole Republican stance about, uh, you know, the government can't or sh- it shouldn't do this. This isn't the government's role. Da, 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 da. Like, then why are you there, dude? Like, what are you doing? So that was kind of like I, what I was left with this entire debate was hearing so many times over and over again that it wasn't their job. I, I was left like, why do I have county government, man? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. to what, run county parks and run a conference center for me? Like, what what are you doing for me? Then? Yeah. Because what do I use? All, all of the things yeah. that actually matter, you don't handle. So what am I paying for? Right. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I think as the executive branch of the government in Weber County, I mean, it's their job and responsibility to work with these other city governments and, and, you know, find solutions to these types of things. There's no use in sitting on your hands and letting someone else do the work when you were elected to lead this county. You're, you're elected to work with these cities. And don't they make like some stupid amount of money too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that. Well, I have the exact figure on that one. I can't. I, can't I thought it was exactly, 180. You know. I thought it was 180 yeah, the last time we talked. With benefits. It's up there, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's and, around, yeah. Yeah, with benefits, you know, with the you know, with the car stipend every month, they get that. And you know, I, I mean that's one of Alex's biggest things he has he has run on. You know, when when all these different county things need more funding, that seems to be one place where we can obviously you know, cut back because that that's a fine salary. And I mean, yeah, Alex has already promised to vote to cut salaries as one of his biggest things is cut his own salary. Yeah. So well, and, uh, what are the other things that they, uh, hang on oh, okay. on the housing? Let me just say like, I'm, I'm a bit of a layman on that. I really only know what I've learned on this show, but I know that 
I mean, I can already see what the county's role can be, where you have all of these house, or sorry, all of these cities who don't want to take on the burden of this low-income housing, which we desperately need in the county. We need it, but no city wants to take it on on their own. So there has to be some kind of incentive for them to share this burden. So we address it in the county, and it's only county government that can do that. Like that makes very clear sense to me, and I, I mean, it seems like the county government should be able to understand that if they were looking at it. So one of the other topics that was brought up was uh, climate change in uh, <clears throat> like, how, how do they feel about uh, climate change and mitigating this, the, the climate change that's happening? Um, some of the answers here, actually, we, we pulled them from the actual debate and we're going to share them here. So here's, uh, here's Jim Harvey's stance on climate change. Another thing you talked about, uh, construction costs, you know, the state really runs and mandates those things. Uh, about 18, 24 months ago, they required low NOx water heaters. Totally changed the thing. Added $200 to the cost of just the water heater. So when you talk about affordability for houses, there's something we did for clean air that adds another $200 to the cost of a house. And incidentally, the cost of that Weber State house was $345,000 there in Central. And and really, the property, I think they sold the property for uh, it was fifty five thousand, I think, was the property cost, which I would challenge anyone, uh, not just on this call, but around, to find a lot for fifty five thousand. But they put sixty thousand dollars worth of improvements into into lot work for water lines and sewer and and other things. I, although they didn't have to run the Questar gas line in, what but uh, the electrical about? improvement. There's a lot of wonderful things that can be done there around there, and we've been very thank active. You, thank you. So that, that was him on climate change. So basically his argument was that, you know, on the construction costs, you know, it's something we do. But then he also passed the buck saying like, well, it's actually the state and the state actually made it more expensive. So you want to talk about affordable housing. So it was sort of this weird thing, whereas, you know, we were hearkening back to an issue that had been talked about previously, which was affordable housing. And then saying, well, like, well, climate change is actually making housing less affordable. And here's all the reasons why. But we're we're doing what we can. And he goes on to talk about how, you know, he personally drives an electric car and he's pro that. Uh, right. That was, a, that was a super weird part of that uh, uh, climate change discussion. And I was just like, what what the county like? What can the county do? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, that thing that the state did, that wasn't. It was just a thing the state came up with for them to do. Like the county could have come up with something like that, but instead he's just like, "Now nah, the state did a thing, and so there's something we did." All right, let's hear what uh, Alex had to say. Well, I applaud those efforts. I think that'll make a huge difference in cutting down those emissions. And looking at construction, new construction, especially if there could be incentives for businesses and homeowners to increase the use of energy efficient appliances, hot water heaters, furnaces, insulation. Again, with that zero use home that was just built, I mean, it's amazing to think that uh, the energy bill for that house is going to be something in the neighborhood of $200 a year. Uh, If we could encourage more things like that, that would be great. And also those are clean jobs too. I think that's something that gets overlooked many times is when we're looking at those types of jobs and maybe adding some solar or wind where it's appropriate, those are clean, high-paying jobs. And I think that would be a good way to go to cut down on those emissions and increase employment. Nice. That was a good 
Yeah. So I like what Alex yeah. said here because he kind of talks about the role the government can play there in helping to set the agenda. How do we build in Weber County? Because it's cool that the state did that. And that's a statewide mandate now that, you know, you have to have a more efficient water heater. Great. But what can we do in the county to, you know, we can't necessarily build a house the way that Weber State did that was net zero. That, that's not necessarily something you're going to mandate at the county level. But what can you do, you know, by adjusting code or whatever, by changing what the county mandates so that you can get closer to that, but not necessarily all of that, but some of that, that's a role that the county can play, but uh, it's a lever that the government can pull, but it seems the commissioner was unwilling to pull it and also complained about, you know, simply the cost of affordable housing, which is out of control. Well, yeah, that's why it was a great answer. It was like, here's things we can do. Here's how they will save people money so that they are more cost neutral. Like that was an actual answer to the question. No, I I think, you know, that's exactly right. I think, Alex was definitely looking more at the the solutions that we can do and you know kind of ways ways forward whereas yeah it seems like commissioner Harvey was just wanting to kind of push it somewhere else and focus on this one tiny project that while it was really cool isn't going to you know change the face of housing here i mean of uh, right. you know climate change in Weaver County and all that so good back and forth there uh, somebody though asked about commissioner salaries and uh so we, we kind of chatted a little bit about that but somebody asked that in the debate here were uh the answers from jim and alex here's jim first as it relates to commissioner's salary we lowered our we lowered our own salaries six hundred dollars a month or seventy two hundred dollars a month years ago that amounts now to over twenty one thousand dollars in the last three years that's all that can be verified under uh, transparency.utah.gov. And Michaela Johnson, I just heard things saying, ha, go to transparency.utah.gov and verify that. I ask you to become just a little better informed on that. Also, whoa, whoa, whoa. Very condescending, man. What a a fuck, man. (laughs) But but the problem right there was that the commissioner says, well, we we lowered our own salary $600 or $7,200. I was like, whoa, 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 that's a big gap. So which one is it? Well, no, I think he was saying oh. six hundred a month, seventy two hundred a year. Okay, so he's saying seventy two hundred dollars a year. I lowered my salary because uh, then he said twenty one thousand over three years. Okay, but what I noticed about this, and you'll hear it in Alex's answer, and actually Alex answered first. He's talking about when Alex talks about cutting the salary. He's talking about saving a hundred thousand dollars a year, and then yeah. Harvey's there, like, "Well, we just saved twenty-one thousand over three years." I ask you to become educated on that. It's like, well, that is really nothing compared to what you could save by cutting your salary. Yeah. L- let's hear what let's hear what Alex had to say. Well, I, I think one of the things we have to look at is when it comes to setting commissioner salaries. They're both uh, the administrative and legislative part of the county, and so basically they're setting their own salaries. And I think that does need to be looked at. Um, To me right now with people suffering and the way the the median family income is in Weber County, basically $62,000, to look at an average commissioner's salary with benefits being $177,000, I have a hard time understanding that, especially again, when people are suffering right now, and that is your tax money that's paying for those salaries. I think that needs to be reviewed and I think it needs to be cut probably about 25%. Yeah. So he's even talking about going down even, even more. 
Yeah, yeah. and I, I think I think where Alex hits the nail on the head there is, you know, looking at what other people are making, especially right now during, you know, this pandemic, a lot of people are out there struggling. And, and like we talked about just a minute ago, you know, cutting it by just that 600 a month, you know, saving that money over three years, that it's not that not that much. And of course, compared to the whole county budget, the commissioner salaries isn't, you know, a huge part of it. But I mean, it, you know, it still shows what our county leaders feel they deserve, even though, you know, there's so many people on the front lines working so hard that make a fraction of that where they feel entitled to to that much money. Well, and that was so frustrating also about uh, the commissioner's response is he said, as soon as he responded, the first thing he said was, well, I got to remind you, we don't set the teacher's salary. That's done by the school district. It's like his response to Alex saying, we could cut your salary and give it to the teachers is, well, you couldn't give that to the teachers because that's county money. And so, which, no, I kind of want to push back on because it's like, no, man, like later on, you're going to trumpet the fact that the county is giving money to the school districts through the CARES Act. (laughs) And and it's so great. You know, you're giving them seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What a great like. So, you tell me, give them a grant. Yeah. Like we can do we can do that with federal dollars or state dollars, but we can't do that with our own tax dollars that, Mm. you know, because that that comes directly out of my pocket, because I think the most compelling argument and Alex didn't make this, unfortunately, in the debate itself was the fact that the governor makes about this much money, the governor of the Holy state. Holy shit, the governor yeah. makes that yeah. much we money? We have three people in our county of a quarter million people that make that. It's crazy each. to me. Yeah, each. Yeah. Each. And it's like, and wh- what am I getting for my money? Because the governor makes that much money. And, and these three guys get that money. Uh, what am I getting? Because I keep being told throughout this debate that it's not my problem. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. But I'm, but I'm still going to pull down 177 a year with benefits. And everyone's know, argument... Man. Everyone's argument to changing the county government back with uh, Prop 2, was it? I can't even remember now. Three. But it was like, you know, we can't have seven council members. How are we going to afford it? It's like we are paying, what, 175 times three. So like $500,000 Jeez, in salaries. That's, we could have quite a council. Fucking nuts, man. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. OK, so I, I want to skip ahead. Let's look at the mask mandate mm. in Weber County. Yeah, this part got heated. <laughs> This is uh, Jim Harvey. Jim Harvey first. So I'll um, step in here for the sake of time. I'll step in here. (laughs) You know, I I think uh, our audience is fairly educated and understand that when mandates come, uh, so do then penalties come with that. And the, the problem with that are the penalties. And how are the penalties enforced? Usually they're enforced through laws or misdemeanors and they come with fines and penalties. We already have a very taxed police department and sheriff's department. Mm. Um, our approach as a commission locally, working multiple times weekly with our Weber Morgan Health Department, is to not mandate masks, but ask the community to respect one another. And that has been a, a, a very positive response as it relates to working with the wholesale grocers and the and the and the wholesale retailers and the restaurants and so that they can require choose to require or not require so we're not mandating to businesses and people putting more government on on the people to to do this but rather than uh, let the, their own businesses decide if they want to have that mask mandate in their own businesses it's for the most part has worked well <laughs> so, yes yeah. wait is- wait has it worked well because what are the numbers at now? 
yeah 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 keep in mind that this was recorded just before you know the governor put us in the new system and right. just before of course over the past few days for several more counties i mean right now 21 out of 29 counties in the state have a mask mandate well and, and we just like a day or two ago got upgraded to high risk for transmission Beaver county yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah so you know, so I, working I well. can see, I can see where he's coming from, where, you know, he wants to give the businesses, you know, that freedom to, to, to choose what they want to do with their business. But at the same time, we're in a public health crisis and, and the government needs to do what's right, not what is most comfortable all the time. Yeah. See, cause that's where I disagree with the, with the commissioner on this one, where I say, he's like, well, we'll let the businesses decide like, no man, like you don't let the businesses decide whether or not they want to serve food that has E. coli in it. You don't. Right. We don't yep, do that. Yep, we say right. no. Whether or not they the want to wash their hands. Yeah. These are the rules you have to play by if you want to run a business in this county. And right now, these are the rules. And he's like, no, no, no. We're going to ask people to respect you. Well, I would hope that you would wash your hands before you prepare my food. No, that's not what we do. We say if you don't wash your hands mm-hmm. or if your business is dirty back here, you get shut down. That's the way it works everywhere. But the commissioner is saying, no, 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 no. no. We, and, and, and it's such a simple thing, right? It's like, well, we're going to have, have you wear a mask. Well, uh, and like I, it's like we've you talked can't about give a ticket for that. Well, it's not even it's not even about the tickets necessarily because like it's not going to be about cops going around giving people tickets. It's going to be the fact that there is a mask mandate. It provides cover, like we talked about in past episodes, right. for businesses who maybe want to ask, but maybe they're like, ah, you know, like we're on the fence about it about this. We don't really want to press people. Well, if the government provides cover and says we're just going to give this mask mandate, so that you know, if if somebody gives you hassle, just just blame it on us, right? Put it so on responsibility yeah. out of the business's hands. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Th- th- you can you can blame us. We'll be the we'll be the bad guys here because that's that's really what we're talking about. And he's going out and say, well, we sure. we ask people to respect each other. It's like. That's not working, bro. Like that literally is not working. Like the whole communitarian respect, like you've literally taken a dump on government for the last 30 years. And now nobody believes in anything anymore. Like society is tearing at the at the ends because you've destroyed almost all the institutions of this place. And now you're saying, well, we want you to respect each other. Like why? That's not that's not the way American society works anymore because you've poisoned the well. And you're going to go around there and say, well, we're going to let the businesses decide and let them enforce it themselves. Why should they have to? No, it's messed you, up. Dude. You business require business. people to wash their hands to prepare my food. Why is it so different to require people to wear a mask in a business to keep transmission down? Which, by the way, makes it safer so that we can have more commerce. There is no economic health without public health. I'll answer a better. Utah's been saying it for months. I will repeat it till I'm blue in the face. Let's uh, let's hear from Alex McDonald before we. Well, I guess you already went on your rant, so now we're just going to listen. Alex McDonald. Alex's turn. <laughs> um, I think. It's it's a good thing. Um, I think with this, we need to be more proactive than reactive. Uh, there's surges going on all over. And if we want to avoid another shutdown, um, we've got to take steps to make sure people wear masks and ensure that. And it's interesting because I, I listen to a lot of the arguments about wearing masks. And some people say, well, it's unconstitutional. And I dug out my little pocket constitution. I would be happy to send this to anybody that would like one. But in the preamble, it says, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty. And it goes on, promote the general welfare. That is something government is supposed to do. And I think we've been pretty uh, 
behind the eight ball on that, that we should have been more proactive. And I'm glad to see that the governor is taking some steps in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Nail on the head right there, buddy. Yep. This is the government's job, dude. And (laughs) like, like, this this is what they're supposed to do. The actions that the governor takes are meaningless. Like the governor now says, if you're in a high transmission area, you need to be wearing masks. But if the county commissioner is on the internet saying, we can't enforce it. There's nothing we can do about it. Then nobody is going to take that seriously. And that's mm-hmm. why even yesterday I'm in the stores and people are still not wearing masks. You know what's most frustrating about it is it's local businesses. I try my hardest to shop at local businesses, but those are the ones that don't have masks on right now. And it really tears me up. Really grinds your gears. Well, listen – if you're, if we're being honest here, what's the action? It's just vote for Alex McDonald. Don't vote for that clown Jim Harvey. Like he's not even like, he doesn't even believe that there should be a county commission uh, <laughs> to do anything because, but, but, but pay him 180 or 70 or whatever it is that he's making. Like get that clown out of there. I don't even live in Davis. I live in Davis County. I don't even live in Weber County, but man. I wish that I could cast my vote for Alex McDonald now, even more. Well, and that is what it's so frustrating every two years being a Democrat. I mean, so first, you know, the guy I know, Alex, and he's out there making these great points and bringing up these great things that we need to change about the commission. And then there's Harvey, who really does not seem to feel much pressure to have to explain much or like really bring much to the table. Like he doesn't seem concerned about it. And it's because they know that nobody is looking like it's so frustrating that no matter what Alex says, no matter how good a points he says, uh, no matter how mad you are about commissioner pay, like he can't get people to really pay attention to this race. People still kind of don't know who their commissioner is, don't know much about their county government. And when they vote, they're not going to make an informed decision because they didn't watch this. It's so frustrating every time to see that. And to, the, the, I mean, it is frustrating that Alex is my friend and he's working hard. What's more frustrating is that the commissioner isn't working hard. He has no pressure. If the voters aren't providing it, he can just coast through this. And if he coasts through this, he coasts through the next four years. I hate it. Yeah, it's the... but. It, it's the Republicans in Utah. That's the story of the Republicans in Utah, dude. They just I coast, know. right? And I just had I, – I had lunch with Alex like two weeks ago, and he's telling me people in West Weber hate the commission. They're being taxed. They're being told what to do because they feel like they have no rights and they're dictated by the county commission. But they still all say we're Republicans, and it's like why? You do not like what the Republicans are doing. Why are you so committed to it? So the takeaway is vote for Alex McDonald and tell all your friends that live in Weaver County to vote for Alex McDonald or like share the shit out of this, at least this segment of the show so that people are like informed about the the bullshit that this guy gets away with. And Um, find Junction City Podcast on Facebook or Twitter, whichever one you use. We will post the links on both and share them, watch them, make sure that people are paying attention to this so that even if Alex can't win, maybe we can still reduce the commissioner's pay. You know, maybe we can still do some of these things that Alex is putting the light on. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be doing some pinky deep into the future and pinkies up, thumbs up. Wolfies and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City Podcast. 
If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back, everybody. We did not have any any polls in the forum this week, but you know what we did have while we were gone? Because I forgot to mention this in the hap-haps. I was putting up a lot of videos in our forum and on our page, uh, cut up a lot of clips from the folks out there, uh, the, the the candidates running. And if you like those videos, feel free to share them. You know what, like them, but also just like share those videos because I was actually particularly pretty proud of the Spencer Cox one that I did. Did you guys like that? Yeah, that one was really good. I we'll like it, right? we've got we've got videos for almost every race it feels like so wherever you're at we can give you some exposure to your candidate exactly to our videos uh now saying that we hope that in the future our candidates win but john miles is going to take us a little further right john what, oh, what's your yeah. what's our pinky deep let's into go the future this week let's go pinky deep into the future gentlemen I'm excited because we've hit a milestone. Uh, you know, with Pinky Deep, you can't go you can't go too deep into the future. You can only go a little deep. And so we have not been close enough to election day until right now for it to be considered Pinky Deep in the future. And so this one, election day edition, what will be President Donald Trump's first tweet after the election results are in? Like once they're finalized, like it's clear that the election is final. Yeah, I think that I mean. So are we talking? Yeah, we'll yeah. just so say are whenever. We, are we it's talking final. like November third or November fourth, or are we talking like December? I think it's like ninth is when it's uh, like supposed to be more official, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think any time in that week, sure, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't matter necessarily. As soon as it is declared a winner, what will be? Let's just do let's just do the uh, election night. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be election night personally. Kobe, you think? I don't know. I think I think uh, there will be a lot up in the air on election night because mail-in ballots all across the country, and, and not every state is as prepared for mail-in ballots as Utah is. Oh and yeah. So I think that it's going to bleed into. I think I don't think we'll know for about a week. Mm. Like really, no, for sure. Because unless states like Pennsylvania. And North Carolina come in and a landslide for Biden, where it's clear like Trump's just Kobe, not Kobe, lose. hold on, hold on, hold or on, Florida, hold on. I'm not looking for your analysis on what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> I just want to know what Trump is going to say. He's going to tweet, bro. What's the tweet? He's going to call out the elections because if he's not ahead, and I don't believe he will be on election night, he's gonna he's gonna call out the the uh, ethics of the election or the integrity of the election. That's what I'm saying. He's going to say there's going to be rampant fraud. He is going to throw gasoline on the fire. That's what I think he'll do. So it'll be Zach, like uh, Zach. they're counting votes here. You guys need to run over there and yeah, see, make sure Kobe, they're doing it right. Kobe's not good at this game. He didn't even answer the question. Come on, Kobe. He kind of did. Answer the question. What's he going to say? What's the tweet say? What does oh, the tweet no, say? The, oh, you want, you want verbatim what Trump will say? Okay, here, here's what it is. It's going to be like all caps, right? This whole tweet's all caps. <laughs> Fraud everywhere. I was going to say rampant, but that's not in Trump's vocabulary. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Trump would never say it. Everywhere. Uh, and then he's going to say something like, 
liberate Pennsylvania, liberate North Carolina, <laughs> something dumb like that. Oh, that's I think that's pretty good. Yeah, Zach, you yeah, go next? I, I, I think you know he's kind of been doing it all along. He's just been poking the bear, you know, starting to you know put those seeds into the ground of you know this election is illegitimate, and he's been you know saying all along, you know, I I think I'm entitled to a second term just because of how poorly I've been treated. Mm. Um, the guy just has absolutely no respect for the institution or you know, the, the election process and he knows he's going to lose. So he's trying to hold on to power by any means possible, but I don't think the majority of Americans will let him do that. So I think his tweets, I think, I think it's going to be a series of tweets. Just keep pushing that false narrative and trying desperately to find a way out of this. See, he didn't give give it verbatim. You're going to, you're going to berate him. Yeah, I, I think here's what here's what's gonna happen. Okay, there we go. So election night's over. Okay, John Miles Crystal Ball. He's gonna this say, "Yeah, this is Dan." Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, but you're borrowing finally. John, John segment. Gloves are off. Rudy, get me the number two that reporter right from Borat. Right? <laughs> you did not watch Borat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw that part. And then he's going, and then it's going to say, Sleepy Joe doesn't deserve this. Don Jr.'s not my real child. <laughs> Hashtag cocaine, cocaine. So you think there's going to be like two months of just crazy partying and trash oh, yeah. in the White House? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Dude. Like, yeah, every is- time every time Don Jr. says, you know, my father, I don't think he's talking to us. I think he's trying to remind his dad that he's his son. <laughs> <laughs> it's ice cold and so true. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys are right. Mine isn't great. I think he's just, yeah, he's going to be saying, where are the votes? Where are the votes? Somebody's hitting all the votes. Yeah, everybody's not, you know, all my people were here on election day. Well, the Democrats came out early and somebody's find the Trump votes. That's what he's going to say. Where are they hiding the Trump votes? Find the Trump votes. Hey, John, as always, great. Thanks for taking us pinky deep into the future. Hey, it always feels good. Just a little bit in. Uh, going from one pinky to the other, let's go pinkies up, thumbs down. Dan, you start. Don, let's start with you. Dan, you start. Oh, me start? Yeah. Okay. My pinkies up goes to, well, I already gave my pinkies up to the rock ones. Mm. But so, so my pinkies up is not actually to the rock this time, but another professional wrestler. Like, who would have thunk to have, like, the most influential people in this race would be w- ex-WWE wrestlers. Oh, yeah. My pinkies up goes to Dave Batista. Right. He's been killing it on Twitter. But most recently, he put out a, a, an ad for Florida and Cubans to go vote for, for Joe. But uh, he's a big Joe supporter. And my pinkies up goes to Dave Batista. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Drax. From yep. from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I do like Batista. Dude, that guy is so jacked. It's crazy. Dude, go follow him on Twitter. His, you think he's jacked? His tweets, dude. Whew. More jacked. 
More jack. Yeah, he's got the more... jackedest tweets. Yeah, the jack. The most like roidiest of raged tweets, bro. <laughs> and well, I don't really have a thumbs down. I guess my thumbs down is to Harvey for being so condescending in those in that debate. I've got I've got a thumbs down, so I'll do that. I my thumbs down is to uh, Representative Kelly Miles for that stupid letter he sent out to District Eleven. Oh. Trying to make it seem like uh, Jason Allen was being negative, so it's like a it's like a negative ad in the form of condemning negative ads, and so he basically sends out this letter saying, you know, negative campaigning is bad, and Jason Allen sure does that bad negative campaigning, but I'm above that, and so you uh, here, I, here I am, yeah, here I am telling you about the values that are better yeah, than that that I'm ignoring. That I I have a couple of words for um, for representing Miles there. Yeah. Um, Jason Allen is not running a negative campaign. He's not right. saying anything about Kelly and his family. He's not saying anything personal. What Jason has done is called out Kelly Miles' record. Right. And that record is voting for the increase on taxes of you know food, gas, and services, and all that. And you know both. Both times, you know, that the Alliance for Better Utah and the League of Women Voters, they reached out to Representative Miles because they want to set up debates between him and Jason. Kelly didn't even give them the time of day. He never even responded. And on his website, it says, communication is necessary for me to serve you effectively. And I wholeheartedly agree that communication is necessary for him to serve effectively. And that's why he's not serving effectively is because he's right. not communicating with his constituents. Well, yeah. yeah. And I thought it was interesting how his defense of how, you know, why he wasn't doing things was, well, you know, I'm a busy guy and, you know, I'm only a part time legislator and blah. blah, And I was like, what? I'm only a part time legislator. So I don't have time for your crap. It's like, get another job, bro. Like, you don't have to do this job if you don't have time. Absolutely. Jason Allen would be a great legislator. Yeah. You're, you know, it's part time legislator, but you're a full time public servant when you're in this job. And your full time job should be listening to your constituents. In, in your district and trying to craft good public policy. But instead, you know, Representative Miles is just trying to, you know, play the victim here and say, you know, I'm just part-time. I'm just this, you know, poor guy. I Why won't you all feel bad for me? So I'm going to send out a letter with a fancy signature and hope you all, you know, vote for me one more time. What a joke. Yeah. Serve yeah. the people, bro. That's why you're there. Yeah, ridiculous. Kobe Peterson. So, um, I was thinking about this as I was driving around um, this week, uh, just seeing all the campaign signs, you know, a lot of, a lot of great folks are putting their names on the ballot, working really hard. And some of those folks, candidates that we've gotten to know this year through some of the broadcasts that we've done through the junction city podcast and uh, county parties in Weber County, Davis County, Salt Lake County, Washington County, seeing some of those folks vote for themselves, put, you know, seeing their own names on the ballot and just all the work that goes into that pinkies up to those folks, man, because it is difficult to run for office, even if you are a Republican in the state. But especially if you're a Democrat who's willing to fight for the people, fight for the values that this party was built on. I just thought about those folks as I saw their signs this week. And I was like, man, what a, what a great group of folks who are willing yeah. to put in that work because I have not done a lot of campaign work at all this year. You know, we've been spending a lot of time doing media and doing our part, but it's just been a really weird year for us and my family. We haven't been making a lot of money. And so it's just been challenging to find that time. And pinkies up to those folks who are willing to sacrifice and run, man. It's it's really yeah. a challenge. And they're I, awesome. I, yeah, I'd like to piggyback off that uh, pinkies up as as my own. I was, I was going to go to something similar, but 
but yeah, I, you know, I, I've seen how, how hard it is for these candidates running for office. They, you know, they, they're still, they still have a full-time job. They're trying to run this campaign. They're trying to raise money. They're trying to build enthusiasm for their campaign. I've seen how hard it is on, you know, their families, you know, especially considering that when you put your name on the ballot, it seems like everything is fair game and, you know, there's going to be voters in the County looking at your family, looking, you know, way too personal stuff. And, and it's, it's a lot to put out, to put your name out there. And yeah. Just like Colby said, it's, it's really admirable that all these candidates are doing it and they're not, at least our local democratic candidates, they're, they're really not doing it for themselves. They're doing it because they, you know, genuinely want to serve this community and, um, and they, they'd be fine being a one-term representative that actually gets stuff done rather than, you know, be a 10 term representative that, you know, just taught, just listens to their party elites and, uh, and those people. And that, that leads me into my, my thumbs down, which will be to, uh, senators, uh, Senator Mitt Romney and Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska for saying that they're going to vote yes on, um, on confirming Amy Coney Barrett before the election, uh, Lisa Murkowski already, you know, said before she said, you know, we should wait until after the election, but you know, right when it comes down to it and the pressure's on, she falls back on her, her party lines. So Old, thumbs like down a there. Cheap card table, man. Yes. Um, I also want to add a thumbs down to, uh, I have a couple here. I have one from my cousin, Kevin, that I wanted to share with you, but my personal one was thumbs down to COVID-19. Um, found out a couple of days ago that my good friend Fatima Deary, who's running in house district 33 against Craig Hall down in Salt Lake County. That's West Valley. She uh, found out that she had contracted COVID-19, mostly through her campaign efforts. Yeah. Fatima's a great lady. She's a great public servant. And I also found out Robert Birch had also contracted COVID-19. And so it's, it's hard, you know, like these candidates are not only out here working, talking to you, you know, it's not easy running as a Democrat in the state of Utah. You have to work. You have to go out and knock doors and talk to people and convince them that, you know, voting, just, just voting R is not the way that, you know, they're there to represent your interests. And so they've been working hard and, you know, she, she posted on social media recently that, yeah, unfortunately she had contracted it. And uh, so she's going to be out for the next, you know, to basically that she, her election is done because yeah. she probably won't be able to go out and campaign. So she's really relying on those, those group of volunteers who are willing to go out and get her name out there and push her over the finish line. But it just shows the personal sacrifice of the candidates willing to risk themselves and their lives to go out there and convince you that, you know, they are out there re- representing you. So thumbs down to COVID and the people that it affects. Also from my cousin Kevin up, he called me last week and told me that uh, apparently they have this Proud Boys parade up in Box Elder uh, in Brigham City every week. And so he's like, dude, thumbs down to that garbage, man. Like, what are these losers doing? So I just want to make sure Kevin Tila knows, hey, we're with you, man. Thumbs down to Proud Boys parades up in Box Elder County. It's dumb. That is dumb. You won't see any of that nonsense in Tremont, though. Actually, yeah, they said it goes from it goes from Brigham City to Tremont. Oh, uh, damn it! All right, well, good thumbs up, good good segment there, good segment there, guys. Upcoming events: uh, Friday, October thirtieth and the thirty first, the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Ziegfeld Theater will be going on from seven thirty p.m. to nine thirty p.m. If you don't know where the Ziegfeld Theater is, it's on thirty nine thirty four Washington Boulevard. Uh, that's in South Ogden. Is that technically South Ogden? Well, it is, is, yeah. South it's Ogden. a block from City Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's that little sign right there. Oh, uh, on Tuesday, November 3rd. That's election day. That's election day. Weber Dams get out the vote. Phone bank. Zach, this is... Uh, this they is long. A, yeah, this is your uh, shout-out to the Weber Dams, right? This is going to sure. be online. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is all via Zoom. You know, as as county party, we've decided to to do a virtual um, thing on election day. We're we're not going to have an election night party. We, um, you know, most of us just want to watch the results at at home and and all that. So so we're going to do this stuff during the day, ten to six. We're going to be making phone calls to Democrats in the county who haven't voted yet. Um, so we're going to be calling them, trying to get them to, you know, drive to the fairgrounds or drop off their their ballot that they got in the mail, um, anything like that. So yeah, come out. All of our candidates will be on at some point during the day. They're each going to take like hour segments, like one hour segments, and you know you can come talk to the candidate. Obviously, it's the day of, so hopefully you've made up your mind and voted by them, but you can still talk to them, talk about issues, and then help make some calls for the Weber County Democrats and and get a historic turnout in Weaver County. And every Sunday, all Sunday, every Sunday, no, not all Sunday, but 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Indy Ogden is doing a bazaar at the Monarch. It's a, uh, it's bizarre. Yeah, bizarre? Like, so yeah, is that like, like biz marquee, right? Like oh, business. I see, yeah. Oh, biz, like business. Man, I, that threw me off because I was like, because didn't they host Biz Marquee? Yeah, that's what I thought they were referencing. No, 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 no. Biz no, are like businesses. Man, I'm so dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's every Sunday. You can go uh, to the Monarch there and you just might see us there. Yeah, this is true. You might see us live streaming there. Also, all month long, the Casa Sola and the Mexican Revolution exhibit is going on in the Shepherd Union building. We've talked about this. If you can, get out there uh, and, and check it out. Pretty cool stuff. It's, all, it's open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, we've come to that segment in the show where we talk about where you can find us. You can find us uh, on Facebook. I've, oh. I've got one more event real quick. Oh, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this Tuesday, and I, yeah, I guess the show is airing on Tuesday. So, so when you're listening to this, uh, it'll be it'll be that night. So from five to seven p.m. at the D Memorial Park, just on Twenty Fourth and Harrison up there, we're doing a free giveaway of Biden swag. So we're giving away campaign buttons, uh, rally posters, stickers, all that, and then we'll have some signs for our local candidates. Some of our local candidates will be there. So come down, say hi, and uh, and you know, and hang out, and and you know, pick up some Biden stuff, and get your piece of history, yeah. man. Yep, get your piece of history. That's awesome. That's where where are you doing that again? Sorry, Tuesday, five to seven. Where? Yep, at the D Memorial Park. Uh, it's on yeah, like twenty fourth and Harrison, right there. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yep, go there. Um, yep, just right up the road. There's a little pullout parking lot next to the park so yeah just go there we'll be there it should be pretty easy to spot us so i need a flag i want to put a flag on my car i i went the cheap route and i went to ebay and i got one for like six <laughs> bucks it's definitely six bucks quality but um it's you know, it's held I'm just up. like i'm so sick of seeing those guys drive around with those stupid flags everywhere oh just yeah like... no me me and my friend uh my friend jared we went out um we were out a few weeks ago and we saw this Trump parade and I was like, you know what? I think I have a Biden flag in the back of my car. So, <laughs> nice. yeah. So we, so they all pulled off on the side of the road and we drove by and held the Biden sign out the window and you know, all their middle fingers were flying and they were, they were saying some things, but it, it <laughs> felt pretty good. So uh, you can find us at on Facebook at junction city podcast, we have a forum there. That's where a lot, all that's pretty much where everybody interacts is the forum. 
Uh, we're on Twitter, Junction City Pod, Instagram, Junction City Podcast. We have the YouTube channel. Uh, we have a Patreon and a website. And you can rate us, and you should rate us. You should give us five star ratings. Uh, because we've done, we, I feel like we've done a lot this election season, though, right? I mean, right, guys, right? We've done we have. So give us five stars for that, right? I mean, go drop off your ballot while you're listening to the show, and rate us five stars because you you voted for uh, a, a smart, intelligent president, and all the down ballot stuff was also dims. So. Yeah, that's it, right? I mean, if you don't give us five stars, what are they going to do, John? Uh, You're going to end up with really terrible elected representatives, you dummies. (laughs) That's good. Oh, and uh, like we say every week, all politics is local.